0: Faiz was born to Sultan Mohammed Khan and his youngest wife, Fatima, in Salkat, Pakistan, on February 13, 1911, as Faiz Ahmad. Later in life, he adopted Faiz, also as his pen name, and was therefore came to be known as Faiz Ahmad Faiz. In 1930, he married a British lady, Alice, who gave him two daughters. He was schooled in Salkat and later in Lahore, Pakistan, where he did his master's in Arabic and English. He taught for a while, but later joined the army, and left it as lieutenant colonel in 1947. He then became a journalist and was appointed as editor-in-chief of Civil and Military Gazette, and later of Pakistan Times, both renowned English dailies of Pakistan. Faiz was active in left-wing politics. Accused of conspiracy to overthrow the government, he was jailed for four years in 1951. After his release, he lived in and out of Pakistan depending on the idiosyncrasies of the rulers of the day. He, however, kept on writing poetry until he died on November twentieth, 1984, at the age of 73, in Lahore, Pakistan. Faiz was, as I choose to call him, a wailing nightingale. He was a tortured man, tortured because he loved beauty and wanted to sing and dance but could not because he found himself surrounded by so much ugliness the pain, the sorrow, the poverty, the need, the blood, and the tears, which was and still is so typical of Pakistan, a country where people overbreed and underperform. He tried to do something about it, but failed and realized that nothing short of a magical wand would do the trick. And since he did not have the wand, he wailed and wailed until he died. In his love of beauty, especially feminine beauty, he was a typical Eastern poet. He sang, Oh, it's a pleasure to see a face, a face that has such divine grace, and the lovely, sleepy, dreamy eyes that charm and enchant and mesmerize, and a shapely body with bursting youth, and graceful elegance, a tad uncouth, and a leisurely walk and a happy stroll that is better than any rock and roll, and the silken, curly, golden hair in moonlit night when it flies in the air, and the bow-like brow that quickly slays, but was made not in six, but sixty days. And a beautiful mouth with red, red lips, from which every word like honey drips. But when I am lonely in the saloon, at night I go and look in the moon. In it I see your gorgeous face, your dazzling beauty, your charm and grace. I see your lips, your mouth, your chin, your luring smile, your charming grin, your bulging bosom under the shirt your narrow waist, your tight skirt. But then he saw the ugly side and was revolted by it. But life has also an ugly side, which we cannot cover or hide, where there's hunger and need and want all over the city and the countryside, where under the shadow of the castle wall the sick and hungry do meekly crawl, where dreams are shattered and wishes die and one by one in the moat they fall. The gallows and crosses are everywhere to make the wretched slaves aware that if they defied their feudal lords, this is the punishment they'll have to bear. And when they hang or go to the cross, there are many and many who mourn their loss, and the moon and the stars up high in the sky, behind the clouds, they start to cry. And then he had second thoughts. I thought if only you could be mine, things of my life will all be fine, only to learn that it wasn't so, you cannot have joy without the woe, and the spring is followed by winter's snow. So when the spell did finally break, I felt the pain and sorrow and ache, I saw the slaves all drenched in blood, and the peace and justice appeared all fake. But love has also showed me the way to hear what the poor and the meek do say, and see in their eyes the horrid despair, the fear, the terror, the great dismay. So when I see them selling the slaves, who are sick and hungry and ready for graves, with all my heart I begin to hate these hunters and chasers, the horrid knaves. And even if, darling, you could be mine, it would not make this world benign, and there'll be malice, there'll be spite and cruelty in it will not decline. We'll still have sorrow, we'll still have pain, and all of it will be in vain, and no matter how much we moan and groan,